part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table. He's John Brannion and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years. She's Amanda McKinney and she's been my daughter for her whole life. Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family. So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. Mm, It seems like you turn the music down faster than you normally do, or am I just deafer than just I used to be? Just now I did? Yeah. It's still going. I mean, it's just, it's felt like it was just suddenly off. I'll go down slowly. I, I, can, still, I can still hear it. I've got 50 seconds more of theme song that I can drag out. No, that's fine. Uh, hey, Carl, thanks for... Thanks for listening. What a, what a cliche thing to say. Well, yeah. You Luke's pr- here you and better, he's not going to make a sound. So You better hurry up and be funny so that <clears throat> Emery has something to giggle about. <laughs> giggle, yeah. She said that she would giggle if we said something. She amusing. wants to sit in the corner. She She's not allowed upstairs because the boys are upstairs <laughs> and they will fight. And so she said, I'll just sit here and listen to your podcast. And then if you say something funny, I'll giggle a little bit. <laughs> and then she said, if you're funny enough. She may be the only one. <laughs> If you're funny enough, I'll giggle if you're a little bit. Funny enough, I will giggle a little bit. So, the uh, Peaches is out of sorts because she didn't get to go to the gym like oh. she normally does. And so she's just a little. I don't know. I think the, the new norm is not going to the gym. Right. Yeah. That's. You're making it sound like this is a today <laughs> thing. It's yeah. been a this month thing because the kids have soccer. Because of practice. soccer. Right. So, yeah, I haven't been to the gym for like three weeks. Oh, the sacrifices we make. Oh, the I did walk around the soccer field during practice. I walked probably three times around the soccer field. And then I've already yeah. played disc golf twice this today? season. No, not today. Oh. This, this season. And uh, your Uncle David has already thrown at least one disc into the Wildcat Creek. Well, uh, Tim threw gone. one in the Wildcat Creek, Tim too. has thrown two into the Wildcat He threw one in the Wildcat Creek both times we've played. But he well, retrieved one. He threw two in the creek when I was there and then retrieved one, but one stayed in the creek. Yeah. Well, yeah. David has a history of throwing things in the creek, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. He, uh, he's trying to get his th- – th- he's trying to get his throw to be consistent, you know. I don't worry about that. No. And I don't mind having <laughs> Mandy. I don't mind Mandy's having Mandy's fun to play because she does. She doesn't even stop walking. She just walks, throws, and keeps walking. Well, she what difference does it make? She doesn't look to see where the yeah. frisbee goes. What difference does it make? It's well, in, just, in basketball, you, if you have a really nice jump shot, they say your shot is wet, and so. David's throws are just wet. Yes. <laughs> when he's trying to throw it over the creek. I did not wet. throw mine in the creek, so that no. counts for something. But my point is I would rather have five or six in a row that are not really that great. I don't want to, like, accidentally launch it behind me or something. I want it to go forward. But, right. like, if they're if they're not that great, and then all of a sudden you have this one that's like, ooh, wow, she's getting better. I don't want anybody to have an expectation that I'm actively getting better. I just want to have that impression, like, that that being impressed every sixth throw or so like like one out of six you want to be 
yeah. Demonstrably it's, better. It's than actually the, others. the five leading up to it that like prep for everybody's lowered expectations then. And right. so then they're more impressible, impressionable. Right. Then they're like, yeah. wow, I didn't know you had that in you. Yeah. And then you wouldn't even acknowledge that because you would have already walked 50 yards away from them after right. that. And I also so. know that the next one after that's going to be not that great again. Right. So. It's fine. She I don't just, need to take a compliment. She just... That is... Uh, it's an unusual way to play golf with tiny, rapid strokes <laughs> yep. over and over and over but, again. But the sixth one is like a real... That sixth one is a... Kicker. Is a that sixth is one a on the par three. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not like the sixth oh. one before I actually make it. Like, I'll get... I, I was getting maybe four strokes per hole which is yeah. above par He's doing about as well as i was doing oh, okay you made it sound like out. you were just throwing it a few feet and then just no it no, no no he made it sound like that what i was saying is i i'm not interested in consistency because he said uncle david wants a consistent shot and i'm like why it's better if you just have not that great okay 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 and then it's like wow that one really went sailing it's like it did didn't it and then back to okay again yeah. It's a. It's not supposed to be a game of chance. It's right, it's a, something you, <laughs> you improve on steadily. It's a good thing that we don't build this as a as a podcast Improving on how to play game. frisbee yeah. golf because okay. there are um, going to be a lot of frisbee disc enthusiasts out there who are going to be I'm, shouting at. I'm going to take a break momentarily to to mother, and I'm going to leave this on the air so that. That Carl can appreciate this, and also so that Emery can appreciate it, because she needs to know what the boundaries are going to be today. Okay. She needs to know that I am willing. So she want me to listen. To I the am mother. willing to talk directly into the microphone while I say what I'm about to say, which okay. is you've crossed a line. You started out saying you were going to sit back there and giggle a bit, and you have slowly, through the course of the last six minutes, moved your chair right up to the table, and you were just trying to pinch Grandpa's arm. So that's far enough. You interrupted the podcast, and you said you weren't going to. So please go back to where you were, and don't come closer than that. Thank you. Thank thanks, you, Emery. Thanks for obeying with a good attitude. Please giggle from afar. She can giggle from afar. Well, and there are some kids who do this where, like, they have a natural philosophy of it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. And they will go until you literally say, that's enough. enough. And, like, just a couple days ago at the library, we had an issue where we ran, somebody ran, I didn't, somebody ran into where the coffee machine was, grabbed a coffee cup and put a lid on it real quick, filled it up with the water fountain water and then put a lid on it real quick. And it's like, why do you always have to do this? Why do you always have to go touch stuff until somebody says, that's wrong? Instead of asking, can I go do this thing or may I? And then having me be able to say yes or no. And I was never the kid. I was never the kid who would go rummage through somebody's shelves and pantry when I when right. we go visit a friend. Like, we'll, we'll be going right. to a very, a brand new church. And it's like, ooh, what's in this drawer? I'm going to wander into the office at the church. It's like, <laughs> stop this. Stop right. this. And it's, it's intentional. It's a, is this going to get me in trouble? Is this going to get me in trouble? Do they care about this? I guess not. So, yeah, that was me though. I was the kid making Lincoln log cabins out of coffee stirrers and all sorts of stuff. At a place you'd never been. Yeah, yeah. I made myself at home. Yeah, that's now you know where it comes from. That's yeah. not okay. It's I extremely know. selfish now and oblivious. 
And, and when other people are around, you need to acknowledge that you need to have respect for other people and their things and not make everything about you and what you feel like doing. So we talk about that relentlessly. <laughs> and, and I have a child who decided maybe rules are different when the podcast is being recorded. And so we just had to take a brief, a brief moment here to, to be like, no, very clearly let me just outline exactly what the rule is. We're not going to do that. We're not going to pinch grandpa while he's doing a podcast. It's true that almost everything that you talk about is from the perspective of mother to child. It has to be. It's really her whole, it's her only shtick. I'm a one trick pony, really. That's her whole thing. It gets old, to be honest. One hit wonder (laughs) right here. Uh, Yep. I mean, yeah, because I have to live in this world all the time. And I was just having this conversation when you pulled up with the sisters, my sisters on Polo. So we have this private group where we video chat, where I was explaining that that I think one of the issues with social media is that it's training women especially to have to fill up their headspace with stuff that's not rearing their children and figuring out what their children's own issues are and how to, you know how to curb the problems that have been given to them directly in their own family through different personality traits and different temptations, you know, struggles that you have in your little family. And instead we're being asked to like cast our eyes on somebody Everybody over else's there. Problems. Somebody in New England somewhere just had this really great question about what you should do if you have somebody diagnosed with, you know, with cancer and and or you have a house fire or so and it's like I don't have anybody currently in my family with cancer. <laughs> Nobody I know or house fire with cancer has had their house burned down. Right. And right. I'm busy right now telling my kid to stop filling up coffee cups with water fountain water. So at the I library. am busy with that. Like how do we curb the temptations of a child who likes to touch, touch, touch and and not um, not curb their own, you know, curiosity? That's a conversation that I'm prepared to have because that's what I'm living. And so, yeah, I think I think it, we would all do better to kind of pay attention to what's happening four feet away from us. <laughs> there are a lot of kids four feet away from me. Well, I didn't mean it as a criticism. I know. I, I meant that, uh, I, and in fact, I think that there is a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of wisdom to be, had thinking in terms of uh, other just assuming that everybody is a child until they prove themselves to be an adult Mm -hmm. because they are right (laughs) right you're born children and then you have to grow to become adult but that's not a given right but but the assumption that i uh generally would make prior to uh prior to listening to you prattle on and on about motherhood Mm -hmm. is that people who look like grown-ups are adults. And I think that that's an assumption that everybody sort of makes, that they go, well, I'm dealing with a another grown-up here because it's a person who is tall like me and, uh, and yeah. aged like me, and therefore they're grown-up like me. Yeah, no, it totally depends on the lessons that they've sat through well, and I, experienced. I had a thing happen to me yesterday that I could not wait to tell you guys about, but I waited to tell you about it. And uh, and I'm going to tell you now, and Carl at the same time. Okay. But I was driving on uh, North Street towards Phillips, which is very important to Carl. <laughs> well, it's important to you guys. What you need, all you need to know, Carl, is that North Street intersects Phillips. Or Phillips. There's a gas station there. There's a gas a station. Uh, 
no, there used not. to be. No. Oh, I'm on it's, the wrong intersection. But but Phillips or North That's Street Jefferson. is a pretty long street with no stop <laughs> signs or, yeah. or no tra- traffic lights. So you can get all, almost all the way across town or you can get from downtown to um, where my side of the of the city without stopping. And so there was a car following me with their tinted windows and like a sports car, two-door car. And uh, close, like following half a car length down North Street. And I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? I got literally a block from the stop sign where where North tees into Phillips and he passed me. Mm-hmm. Like comes out, passes me in town, mm-hmm. cuts in front of me, stops at the stop sign. There's no traffic. So he turns and starts to go down Phillips. Now Phillips is another long street with no signals in it. And he's like gunning it. He's like 45, 50 miles an hour. And, but then there's another car on Phillips that he's got to stop on. So I just followed him. I had to go to the grocery store. Turns out he went to the grocery store too. And so I'm seeing him in front of me, but there's other traffic. He can't, he's not making any time mm-hmm. after he's passed me within a block of a stop sign. And so I pulled into the, he's going to, he's going to the grocery store too. So he pulls in to the on the other side, and I pulled in on the opposite side in the parking lot, and I'm looking for him because I want to see what this guy looks like. I want to see who it is. I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, it's it's a young guy. It's got to be a young guy, or it might be a young girl, but I don't think it's an old person. And uh, I'm, I can't find his car. I can't find his car. So I make my way up to the front door of the grocery store, and his car is literally in the fire lane, parked just two feet from the front door he had left it on it's running you can hear the stereo there's nobody else in the car but he parked right in front of the store well, and maybe ran in. maybe his wife was in labor and and having a baby maybe that was it well that's my point <laughs> oh you don't we only have to guess now you don't know what why and you didn't see the person or oh i did see him okay. I, I i waited out by the car, <laughs> just to catch a glimpse of him. Hood. I sat on his bumper, <laughs> started a fire, just to see what he would do. Now, it was a young guy, uh, longish hair, T-shirt, carrying a bag. He had one little thing in a bag. don't know what it was. But the thought that I had was, yes, these people live among us. The people... The people who will pass you within a block of a stop sign live among us. And I do not operate in their headspace. I mean, they it's a completely different frequency mm-hmm. under which they operate. That that you you would pass me like he did, tailgate everybody through town, and then park literally in the fire lane with no regard whatsoever for any of the rules or any of the people around him, he's he's living so, completely absorbed and focused on his. He left it stuff. running yes. long enough. He went in and purchased something. Yeah, yeah. He was in the store for I don't know seven or eight minutes, and then he came out and uh, wow, he got in his car and and drove away. But. It wasn't. It wasn't really like offensive to me as much as it was just, just fascinating. Right. Because I thought, how, what, what would it be like to live completely oblivious 
to everybody else to just to drive like to to view other people on the road as nothing more than obstacles to your destination you know not to think of them as other people in that car doing things who will have opinions about stuff which store was this uh it was kroger okay the only thing that makes this okay in my mind i still wouldn't leave it idling in a fire lane is if he needed to pick up medicine for his sick child But even then, he didn't get there any faster by no. zipping through stop signs. No, well, and that that is uh, ultimately what I always think about when I think when I think about people passing, like on two lane highways, and particularly right in front of stop signs and things. It just it does not increase. No. It doesn't it doesn't diminish your arrival time. You, he and I got to the store at the same time after he passed me. Mm-hmm. We Which got to the store something at the same time because you. You were the opposite kind of driver. So for you both to get there at the same time, well, really, he really wasted his time. Well, you can't. It's 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 about average speed, you know. And right. so I'm I'm going at uh, 25, 30 miles an hour because that's the in town speed, and he's going zero miles an hour, and then sixty miles an hour, and then zero miles an hour, and so it averages out to we got there at the same time. And so your thought was, I am fascinated. And these people live among us. But what are we? What is? What am I and Carl to do with this information? You well, you can do whatever you want with it. But what <laughs> I, what I do with it is that when I encounter these people, and I have encountered, and I encounter them on a regular basis, I have to. It helps me to remember. Okay, this person, his his brain does not work the way your brain works. And to be frustrated and to get uh, angry about it is something that he would do. That's something that these people do because it frustrates them when other people do not allow their universe to revolve around them. And so knowing that, I uh, it, it helps me. It helps me to go, all right, getting upset with him is not going to accomplish anything. All that's going to do is put both of us, you know, it, both of us are being upset. And he is probably a volatile person. He's probably, probably, he's probably not a person who's going to think before he strikes out and acts, you know, in anger and frustration. Therefore, if I'm going to be, if I'm not going to have my day ruined by a trip to the emergency room or the funeral home, uh, I'm just going to let him pass me. I'm going to let him park where he's going to park, go in and get his stuff and leave him alone because I don't know I I don't know how to help a person like that. I don't have a relationship with him. I can't make fun of him in a, in my usual good-natured way and right. help him see the foolishness of his uh behavior like I did with my children. Mm-hmm. I lectured my children the whole time that they were young about how stupid it is to to drive like that but i i can't help them so all i'm going to do is bear in mind that you encounter these people they're out there mm-hmm. in the wild and i think they might even be the majority luke i think it might even I'm be i'm assuming he was the only one idling in a fire lane well that's true that but I, actually he was the only one that close but there were three other vehicles um one of them was occupied it was like a, a guy and kids, 
it may have been his, I don't know, in a truck, but they were on the other side of the door, just as close. And it is fascinating. I've always thought it was interesting, the, the number of people who think, well, I can violate the parking restrictions in the fire lane as long as I don't leave my vehicle. You know, like, I can, I can, it's okay to park illegally as long as I stay with the car. I also went to the store today. Yeah. And there are some unwritten store rules that get kind of muddy, and I don't know whether to feel guilty or, or what, but I had, I don't know, 20 things in my cart, and I didn't recognize that the woman who came up behind me only had two. Now, oftentimes people... You just didn't see her? Or you well, didn't. I didn't recognize that she had so few things because it's generally accepted that you would let somebody like that go ahead of you. Yeah. Um, and it was this older black lady, and she probably thought I was a racist. But this is the stuff that's going through my mind. Probably not hers, but <laughs> I was like, I don't have time to wait for you and your two things. But it's, I don't know. It was, I felt guilty as I was being checked out. I was like, ah, oh, I didn't realize she only had two things. I could have. Right. It is funny how that how certain things that are actually courtesies, there's no, it's not a law. Right. It isn't necessarily, but then when you don't extend that courtesy, then you somehow feel guilty. Now, mm -hmm. because, well, now it's not a courtesy anymore. Now it's right. an obligation. Now you've actually broken a rule right. by not letting but her also go in front of you. To like acknowledge, oh, sorry, I didn't, that would sound weird too. To, that I'm would sorry. not sound weird. It would not sound weird. I'm back, by the way. I wiped all the water out of the bathroom. It was on the walls and the ceiling. But um, the peaches, did you know the peaches was even gone, Carl? You didn't because, hear me for like a solid six minutes. Right, but we kept yeah. the conversation. Well, it's been rolling. six minutes without relating something to motherhood. Right. So you probably noticed. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, I wasn't here. That's my point. Six minutes without a reference to motherhood. Well, now, well, allow me to reference flooded bathrooms and <laughs> children taking children being baths. sent to bed stark naked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By the way, when I came up, there were in the middle of a naked man wrestling. Yeah, naked, naked man wrestling. Oh, well, naked man knockout is what they called it. Oh, that's oh, new. Colin, Colin and. and uh, Silas both came out and greeted me on the porch in their underwear. And I said, why are you boys in your underwear? Silas said, we're playing naked man wrestling. Naked man. And he looks at Colin and goes, what's it called again? <laughs> and Colin said, naked man knockout. But naked I think it's... Naked man knockout. I think basically they just strip down to their underwear and then throw each other around, yeah, right? And pummel each other. Yeah. Well, knockout is the basketball game. Were they playing that? Because they know mm -hmm. how to play that. No. Anyway, I was going to say it's not weird to tell somebody behind you, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see you there. I would have let you go ahead of me if I had realized you had fewer things. It's only weird to the person who hates no, communicating. Way too many words <laughs> yeah. exactly. expressed to a stranger. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, I've, I have let people go, and then I've also forgotten to let people go. And then I've had the... The, the occasional person who doesn't want to go. They just stand there like a doofus holding their milk in their arms. I had and a I guy, say, why do you want to go ahead of me? No, no, that's fine. It's like, really, I'm not in a big hurry. I'm not in a big hurry either. I'm just going to stand here and melt my ice cream in my, my armpit. Milk. I had a guy call today that uh, was from the bank because Luke set up a couple of accounts for our kids for um, like education accounts. Good for you. That's and, a Tuttle Twins thing to do. And that's not necessary to, to know. Like, you don't even have to hear all of those details. I'm just sharing them because I'm such an 
expert conversationalist. Well, it's because I was talking about North Street and Phillips, and it adds color and right intrigue. It paints and, and the intrigue to the story. So, so my phone rang, and it was the guy for the bank. And um, what kind of phone is it? Is it an <laughs> iPhone or an right Android? <laughs> it's this blue one with the yeah. pink. Shout out to Mark from PNC. So, <laughs> was it Mark? Yeah. Was that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Mark hey, calls Mark. me. And I had never talked to him before, and I didn't recognize the number, but I answered it, and I'm in the car, and so I don't have my computer. But he says to me, I'm thinking it's a John Branion thing. So I'm uh-huh. like, John Branion comedy, this is Amanda. And he goes, this is Mark with PNC. And and you're, uh, he said, I'm calling about your children's uh, whatever accounts. And I was like, oh, this is the important part. Oh, I say to this man I have never met before, my husband is the one who set those up. So I probably don't know what you need to know. Or I said, I don't know very much about them. I know almost nothing about them. And his response was not, why are you telling me all this stuff, lady? You're using way too many words. <laughs> what he said was, oh, you. Will... He might have thought that. <laughs> he may have. But he said, didn't say He may it. have rolled his eyes to the <laughs> ceiling and been like, gosh, these women with the communication. Blah, 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 blah. So wasteful of my time but what he said was oh you'll be able to answer these questions i'm just trying to clarify how your children's names are spelled and we both laughed and i said yes i you, can answer you those came <laughs> to the right place i can tell you how to do that and then That's, oh you'll yeah. be able to answer these questions only an idiot and wouldn't then we know the answer you'll be happy yeah. to know that when i first talked to him uh-huh. i didn't just rattle off the names i said s i l a i okay. i went through the whole i'm not mad at you no s <laughs> I didn't do Whoa, it. calm down, Scott. Amanda. Yeah, I didn't. All right. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, do you think the reason I'm telling this no. story is because I'm like, my husband think, didn't give him enough information? I, I think it's that you're confessing that you talk to men while I'm at work. What you're confessing. Because <laughs> my stupid is, husband didn't even tell you their names. No, he, he even said he was just double checking. I It never crossed my mind, oh, Luke didn't tell him oh, about their Luke. name. No, I'm saying that there are many times where having that like approach to a conversation where you're willing to be friendly mm-hmm. is actually a good way to get other people to talk to. And to so, be, to be talked. fair, were I in Mark's shoes, I would have just went send it. It's probably right. Yes, I know. If you were in Mark's shoes, you would have just made up names for right. the kids. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, I kid you not. He didn't even tell me their names. I'll just put something in the box. This is not embellishment. I kid you not. I pull into Walmart, and I'm still on the phone with Mark because he ended up sharing with me all of his grandkids' middle names, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. That really happened. (laughs) That is something that Luke would never do. (laughs) Nope. Yep. And he told me it was great chatting with me. And he said, I'll see Luke later. You are later. a delight, young lady. Yep. He said, I'll see Luke later this afternoon, which I didn't even know Luke had an appointment. So I learned all sorts of things. Yep. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm a, I am adulted today. Oh, that's so Set great. Set up some 529s. Yeah. And yep. you didn't even need to know his grandkids' names. No, I didn't. Not I, at all. I just said. Because here's how it happened. Because I said he wanted to know their middle initials, and so I said Cameron J. And Colin ah, has two middle initials. I did, not, I did not give J. Middle M. Names. And he said, "Oh, I don't even know if my system can handle that." I and I said, "It's okay if we, okay can if, put two, if we two just letters do J." In there. And I said, "Emery is also 
J. J. And then I said, we really like the J's. But Silas is L-R. And he said, my grandkids all have two middle names too. And he and I said, ours are just the boys because we gave we named them after the grandparents on both sides. So they have two grandpas, so they have two middle names. And he was like, Rock on. well, my grandkids. And then he went on to tell me about how they were named after their grandmothers. You and see, Luke. Yeah. Now they're coming over after church on Sunday. They're going to come by and <laughs> I'm going to be their godparents. Put another, yeah. put another hot <laughs> dog on the grill. Yeah. By the way, somebody told me today that she grilled or she made hot dogs in butter. She melted hot. That she mm. like sautéed them in butter. Butter never ruins anything. Uh, so she said, she said, butter makes everything better. And I said, my daughter says the same thing. And I think she got it from Paula Dean. But, yep. Uh, but butter... Hot dogs, like like browned in it's butter. Probably fine. Sounds pretty good. It's probably fine. Probably fine. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about the thing that we were going to talk about? Or are we just going to forget it? Now? I don't know what the thing was. I already forgot it. Uh, remind me about somebody c- coming along and saying. Uh, and I would add this, that there are no aliens. Mm. If it were so, God would have told us. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In response to my posting uh, Jesus right. quote in John, where he says, in my father's okay. house, there are many rooms. Because it started so. with Schwarzenegger saying, we're not going to have any, we're not yes. going to see anybody Arnold again. Schwarzenegger has declared that heaven is a fantasy and we're not going to see each other again after we die. And Your so only said, response was... Yeah. Just the scripture verse where Jesus says, right. in my father's house, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And in my father's house, there are many rooms. Right. Jesus said that he's going to prepare a place. If we're not so, I would have told you. And when I, after I go to prepare a place, I'm going to come back and get you so that you will be where I am. Right. Right. So that was the verse. And right. that was all you commented. It that was, was all I said. Schwarzenegger's quote. And then Jesus's quote. And Jesus quote. And somebody puts in the comments, <laughs> and I would add to that... <laughs> And I'm like, well, this piggyback on what the Savior said. This is going to be good. (laughs) We're going to add to that. (laughs) I I would just say, along with Christ. She said, um, also, there are no aliens. (laughs) There are no aliens. And I didn't even know what that meant. Well, I had to, to be fair, the last couple of years, our government has been increasingly discussing UFO activity and Uh, stuff. Well, because mostly as a distraction. That verse, in her mind, in this commenter's mind, and in many fundamentalist Christians' mind, is the proof text for why there are no aliens. That's why she right because God would have told us that. Right, God, God would have revealed everything that we need to know about the existence of aliens, about the origins of life, about the uh, every mystery of the universe. God would make known to us if, uh, if in fact it was true. So I don't, so. I don't have anything really to discuss. It was just a statement. I said, first of all, bold strategy there, adding to what Jesus himself said. But like I said, this is why we need to teach logic in school because people genuinely do not know the difference between Jesus. They, they don't know how to exegete. They don't know how to read scripture and right. let it explain what it means. And then only... Explain what it means. Only what it means. Because when Jesus says... Don't go past that. He made a positive claim. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if that were not so, I would have told you. Right. But then the this other person is taking that to mean also anything that is not true, he would have... 
he would have told us that too. And that's, right. that's called an argument from silence. I mean, there's an actual, there's a term for that. And apparently that's not being taught from the pulpit where it, she got that the idea. term arguing from silence? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I said. Oh, it's okay. called arguing from silence. There's a term for that. And Th- there are some assumptions we can make. Like there will be internet when he returns because he says he's coming on a cloud. Right. <laughs> well, that was actually your, that was what you said, that Jesus never said that there was going to be. That uh, you could like, fly around in a tube. Yeah, like fly around in a tube. And he never said that there was going to be automobiles. And he never well, said that there was. Because again, I was thinking, yeah. how would I present this lesson to a child? Like right. I always do. Here I'm we thinking, go. I've got a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old specifically that are ready to talk about these things. Or I could present this idea to them and be like, okay, well, Jesus says he would have told us if he was not going to prepare a place for us. So does that mean that we know that anything he didn't say is it's true. Not true. Anything that he did not say could not be true. And they would have to think about it, but how I would present it to them would Anything be Anything he did not say could not be true. It would be true. If it were not true. so, if it were not so I would have told you. In my father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so I would have told you. In, right. in my father's universe there are aliens from so other now planets. Also, if it were not so I would have told you. Right. But but that's not that's not it's the reverse of what he did. It's like saying it, he said, because I'm saying this thing, and if I'm if I didn't say this thing, I would have told you. Right. But that's that doesn't mean anything that I'm not saying, you can rest assured it's is true. not is not true. <laughs> like if I'm not saying that there are aliens in the universe, there are not aliens in the universe. That's what she's taking oh. it to mean. Why are we even discussing this after Schwarzenegger settled it? It's a P's and Q's thing. It's oh, called okay. it's called logic. And okay. and I remember in school when I learned, I remember the math teacher in our case, in our school, mm-hmm. saying, Okay Shout out to Scott Fireball. If if we have this syllogism, we have this this equation and it says if P is true, then Q is true. Okay. Does that mean if P is not true, then Q is not true? No. No. It does not mean that. But there were lots and lots of kids in the class who could not answer the question until he gave them the, the formulas. Like, he told them to memorize them. And I'm like, you don't have to memorize them. Just think about it. Right. And then he gave the example of, your mom says, if you do your homework, then you can watch TV. Is that the same as saying, if you don't home, do your homework, you can not watch TV? No. It's not, it's not but, the same but thing. kids know that what the mom means, the intent of her statement is, yes, you're not going to get to watch any TV until you do your homework. But you, she didn't. You remember this that. from high school? Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> because, that's, that's why she's light years ahead of the rest of us. Yeah, I, I need to redo all of that. Because I actually understood it. I understood what he was describing, and I also right. looked around and realized that many of the other kids in the classroom did not understand right. it. Right. Well, that's a thing that you. It, it's more than just memorizing those facts. You actually have to internalize it and grasp the concept, or else well, memorizing it doesn't do you any well, good. Well, in math, you really can just memorize it because we were li- we were literally working just with numbers, and so we would say if you know if four equals three or whatever, if four plus three equals three plus four, then you know. And so we were just using it for numbers' sake right. in math class, and so you can have you know five or six of these on index cards in your brain. 
and just use the correct formula with the correct equation, you know, when you're looking at the test. You can. Right. And that's what a lot of them did. They just memorized, oh, the negative, you know, negative of a negative is a positive. Well, I knew that that was true because if you say not no, that's yes. That's a double negative, right? Right. Yeah. If you tell somebody with words that it's not not this thing, that means it is. It's not not this. And I've always understood everything in terms of language. I understand words and and letters better than I understand numbers, but they're really right. just two different languages. And so... I would say that that f formula that you just described is one of the pillars of just basic discernment. And if we have right. a lot of grown-up people who don't have that, then that would explain a lot of right. our issues. Right. Correct. There's a lot of people that don't have logic. They don't, they don't know how to use logic, and they don't know how to use rationale. They don't know how to use syllogisms. They don't know... Right. They don't know how to draw reason. conclusions and so make deductions properly. What formula is being missed when the brothers and atheists are saying things like, yes, this is bad, but look what pastors have been doing for years and you've said nothing. What, it's, what about it's ism? It's called what about ism. What about ism. Yeah. yeah, but it's that's actually not a technical term. That's just a colloquial term. That's, that's just a that's just a way to obfuscate and yes. derail the conversation. Just and a take look a, over here. It's changing the subject completely. I mean, it's literally right. like you're you're being asked to figure out what's four plus three, and it's like, yeah, but what about a hundred times yeah. times twelve? You know, or yeah. something. Like that. How come you're just ignoring? Yeah. How, How come yeah. you're just ignoring division by asking me to do the square root of nine? And Why Planned like, Parenthood and not going after miscarriages? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's completely changing the subject, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to be fair to Christian people, people of the word. And let's be fair to them. Church people are better at this than like completely unchurched people. Like, and why is that? Because we at least understand that there is this thing called the Bible and we should care what the Bible says. That is radically different than somebody who's like, eh, it all, it, nothing really matters. It's all just opinion. There is no truth. If you don't believe there's truth at all, you're already way, way, way behind somebody who reads the Bible and misunderstands it. Um, and so I was reading um, to my kids, we've been reading um, Classical Me, Classical V by Rebecca Merkel because they're going to go to a classical school in the fall. And I want Shout them out to, to Rebecca of, Merkel. I want them to be prepared for kind of so what to expect. So many shout outs today. And um, she was the one who said to the kids that she's writing for, because this book is written for high school students, um, she was the one who said, you are already being given this like powerful weapon. You're being given this magic wand that is going to, you know, completely impress some of the people who did not go to a classical school. The same way that her husband, when he was in, at school in Oxford, at Oxford in England, like he would say just things. Mystify people. And just they'd be totally impressed and puzzled, she yeah. said, because he would be like, I think the text just means this. And he had practice reading words and then explaining what what he thought that meant right and people don't like people who don't go to church anymore almost never do that because they don't care what the author's intent is and they don't they don't think it matters and they think it's really more about how you feel than anything else right and so christians including christians who don't understand how p's and q's work they at least have a leg a leg up because they are trying to read what Jesus is saying, and they're trying to understand what Jesus is saying. I think it's because they do have the Spirit. Christians have the Spirit inhabiting them, and that gives them at least a vague access, right. however faint, to logic and reason, which belongs to God. Right. 
and they are at least pursuing it. They're pursuing yeah. knowledge, and I mean that's that's a big deal. That's a lot different than a lot of other people. Yeah. yeah. So I don't begrudge somebody who's like, by the way, here's something else that I've thought about, somewhat tangentially related. There to are no aliens. Jesus. <laughs> there are no aliens. And so yeah, my my only qualm was okay. He also did not talk. He didn't say in the world there are many germs. And if it were not so, I would would have have told told you. you. And so, you know, a person could have rationally, or using the same rationality, they could have said, well, there must not be germs then. We know this because if there were germs, he would have have told told us. And that's not In the first century. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have the the connection, at least this month, because it's uh, Pride Month, is we've had a a progressive Christian guy... uh, bothering us in the comment section but he is absolutely a relativist and and his his thinking if you want to call it that is very much this it's the whataboutism and it's the uh it's just disconnected thoughts that he's trying to find some sort of uh some sort of syllogism for it you know you guys are he, he doesn't think it's possible the way the way you said it was he doesn't think it's possible to uh, love a person and disagree with them at the same time. He doesn't think it's possible to love a person while also telling them something unpleasant. I mean, he literally will not even accept that as a premise on any topic. Right. So if you say, love the sinner but hate the sin, it, he will not accept it. It really bothers He's him. He's actually said that's literally just a, a you know, motto or a... Uh, a way to get away with hate. Right. He said, "I will not. I will not say that. People only say that when they're trying to make an excuse for hatred." Right, because <clears throat> because in his mind, he is just he, he is just emoting about his opinion about gay people, and he feels like they've been abused. He feels like he's championing these underdogs who are who are uh, downtrodden and oppressed by all of us Christians. That that what the Christians do is we just don't like gay people. We just personally don't like it. And so that's what we're coming from. So he thinks he's he thinks he's just responding to what we're doing. You know, we don't like gay people. And so he's like, well there's no reason not to like gay people. There's no reason to hate gay people. So I'm gonna stand up and defend these poor gay people from these hateful Christians. But what he's he thinks that we are doing what he's doing. And that's basically just sharing our opinions about right. well, our feelings about how we feel about uh, Well, if we that can't particular... agree, if we cannot agree that judgment slash um, criticism, if accountability is not part of a loving relationship, if you cannot call somebody out on a sin and still be doing it in a loving manner because it's not our place to judge at all, if right. that's the premise, not our well place then to judge. he has tipped his hand because he is regularly judging church people. He says it all the time. They're hypocrites. They cover up their own greed. They only pick on gay people. They, it's like all they of ignore those, all the sin in the church. All of those are criticisms. All of those are judgment calls. And so if it's not possible for a Christian, and he still identifies as a Christian, I think, although I honestly I don't, don't know. know. I haven't heard him. He, he started he out that Christian way. Christian in air quotes quite a bit. Well, he started out that way. He started out identifying as a Christian, and we told yeah. him he was not going to be in that camp for very long, but he may have crossed over. I don't know. But the point is, if you've already tipped your hand and admitted that, that in your opinion, you cannot be loving while also being critical, critical, well, then you cannot be critical of the church without admitting that you hate them. That you hate them, right. Yeah, and right. so he is... 
everything that he says about Christians hating the gay community, you can just turn that around and be like, he's admitting that he hates the Christian community. He right. hates the bride of Christ. He he thinks they're disgusting and not in a way where his heart goes out to them because he feels like he wants to restore them to a good relationship with Jesus in a way that he hates them right. and does not want to be around them anymore and wants to do nothing but berate them and beat them over the head with the Bible. Any sort of, any sort of criticism and uh, and punishment is deserved because right. we're just basically awful people. Right. Meanwhile, the the comment thread was absolutely full of people who were saying, "No, no, I I know multiple people who are struggling with you know gay attraction or who struggle with lust of another kind." Or I know pastors who have you know fallen from grace. They had to lose their their pastorship because they did some really horrible things. I love these people and I want to see them restored. Right. I I do not have any ill will or animosity. I love the sinner, you know, I just hate the sin. And it's because that sin is so devastating. I want to see them be freed from it. They're saying all these things in no uncertain terms. And this progressive air quote Christian just won't take it, does not believe that's possible. And it's right. like, well, all right, then if you do not think it's possible for somebody to come from that perspective, then you cannot criticize the church without admitting that you hate them. That's that well, simple. He, he probably won't admit that he hates them, but, and he, and he won't, it, he won't admit it, but yes, that's that has to be his position. I mean, yeah, it has to be right. I mean, I I asked and I asked with genuine curiosity. I said, okay, it sounds like you're saying that it is possible for a person to be loved by God even though they have these horrible sins. So, are you are you agreeing now with us what we've been saying in this thread where we can stand against the sin while loving the sinner? Would not answer that question. No, wouldn't answer. No. Nope. Um, I, we're at 45 minutes and I have no idea what this episode has been about. What am I going to title this thing? We're going <laughs> to call it. <clears throat> Luke is the title guy. He's going to have. Gonna, we're going to call it Two Feet from the Front Door of Kroger's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's terrible, actually. <laughs> I'm not sold on you that. Put him on, the, put him on the spot. How to mother people on Facebook. Mm. You wouldn't believe how many times we've <laughs> she already like that either. No, no I was gonna say we. You wouldn't believe how many times how we've already had two titles feet similar from to mother that. and somebody on Facebook. <laughs> we we already have a lot of motherhood related titles. If you can believe it. How about oh, really? I'm not proud of my pride. That was like the last ten minutes. Ashamed of my pride. We didn't even talk about pride. I am. <laughs> I am funny enough to make you giggle. Funny enough. Giggle a bit. Giggle a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that goes back to the board game. Yep. Surf a bit. Surf a bit. <laughs> Cammy and Colin made a board Kids game. made up a game. Oh, I was going to say, you were Surf talking about Cammy and Colin earlier and how you uh, taught Cammy about just because, the just because Jesus said one thing or didn't say one thing doesn't mean that it's true. You covered that with her like years ago when... You asked yeah. her a question that was in the Bible, and you said, well, the Bible doesn't say that Cammie's wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt today. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That was it. That was the whole, that was just it. I convinced her that the Bible doesn't always say everything that's true. No. Anyway. Okay, bye, Carl. Bye, Carl. Surf a bit. Thanks for visiting The Comedian's House. If you want to spend more time with our family, you can follow John Branion on YouTube and Facebook. Also email nextdoor at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions. We'll see you next time.